Loud and Proud's Championship Podcast. Champ Pods brought to you by RD Credit Union and Defy Sports Apparel. Hello there. Welcome to the Loud and Proud Freebie Sunday Night Champ Pod. We have three brand new champions in our midst. Actually, four if you count the minor winners, Cooley Kickums and Cuholing Gales. This uh, is, I'm just absolutely exhausted. This podcast will we'll, we'll go into my thoughts on the weekend, uh, the whole finals, and, and what have you. But I'll also break down each and every final. But for more in depth analysis on each of the three championship winners' podcasts, you will go and find them on Patreon. Like, for example, with Toher, you'll hear from Owen Osborne, the gold match winner. You'll hear from Doc, De, Doc Butterley, Nicholas Butterley, Block Machine, Hugh McGrain, Cornerback, Brendan Sims, Paulrick Butterley, Managers, Brendan Healy, and Alaric Costigan. And then on the, on from the Brides, you'll hear from Emma Kirk, the top scorer in the day, midfielder Liam Malai, Ronan Bailey, one of the Red Stars there a couple of weeks ago, Man of the Match on the night, Sean Murray, and winning manager Declan McCoy. So you'll hear from all them, and then from the Jocks, Jesus, who did I not get from the jocks? We have Fergal Real, we have Sam Mulroy, we have Man of the Match, Craig Lynch, we have Stephen Campbell. And I think that's it. Yeah, Fran McCullough makes an appearance as well. Proud jocks, man. So that's that's the kind of lineup. And I suppose uh, we'll get into that shortly. I'll break down all the finals, like I said. Um, it's just been a fantastic championship. Wonderful six weeks of pure and utter action. Relentless positivity on and off the field um, and it was, it was a resounding success even the way the finals were played off with no real glitches or no real kind of f-ups just went went to plan and uh, the only thing that didn't go to plan was my predictions not out of three wrong um, in fairness to all the teams who um, won they didn't really rub it in my face whatsoever um, Bart Declan McCoy from the brides but deservedly so and uh, it was just it's just the way it broke down the way the way the way it happened and the the three winners were like you, you I I do worry am I having an influence or is the Lou TV preview night did it have an influence on the results because um, I suppose maybe a lot of the, a lot of a lot of the people uh, predicted Kilcarry to win it didn't see the the brides winning by that massive margin of thirteen points then Toher as well. Um, Lanley are very much fancied by everyone going into it. Um, I had them down for fifty-one percent to to win to beat the Finbars, and uh, it took a special moment uh, to to decide the thing. But you think then as well with the uh, with the Martins winning, um, the I suppose that was a very fifty-fifty, especially on the vote on Instagram. Um, but yeah, the credit to them, they, they did a fantastic victory. And I suppose the three champions uh, added to that freshness too. Like, there's no real, there, there was no real kind of people who ghosted into it. They were all there in merit. The six finalists were top notch. They were the best two teams in every grade in every competition. That's including like champions being knocked out and teams um, being tipped to do the job. And then you had all you had teams coming up from nowhere. The likes of Hardy getting into the final, um, kind of as a complete blaze of, of, fly, of fire and glory like in this season then you had the brides coming in you had the feckins were pushing them all the way the mahanies came down they were knocked off that perch and then you have 
the 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 tones and the Mitchells proving really well ahead in the Piercy and um, just glide and you, you you just have things like that and it just it just added to it. I think the momentum of playing the championship right off. You knew there was no distractions. There was no county football going to be meddling in between. There was no even county football on the telly like the old Dublin and Kerry are playing on Sunday night. We'd only get home for that. All the focus, all the attention was on local football. And it was just added to it. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was joining the podcast to listen and hear extra stuff. The people were saying it's adding to the championship. We wanted to talk about it, wanted to read about it, wanted to listen about it. And it just added to it and added to it and added to it. And then on top of that, the Loo TV, people could see more of the game. If you're at a bank, or if you're not able to make it, you um, you kind of, you miss it. And you miss might miss some piece of action. But even if you see the, the score, you won't get to, to see the replay. Or you might see a refereeing decision that was called, called correctly or wasn't called correctly. You're seeing more of the game, you'll be more informed. And sometimes then you can watch the game back, you can go and... Uh, watch it at your own leisure like I'd say people in from honest advice are sitting at home in their front living room watching them uh, their home side win the Joe Ward for the first time ever how bizarre is that so to me it was a success Um, I wouldn't really be one for coming up with negatives and that but the standard of football was quite high you could see that in that Martins uh, final it was hammer and tongue even the junior final there was a fair, fair intensity to it. Serious kicking from William Woods for that high skill level, and in, in the issue, the bride's win was just—it was spectacular in itself. In itself, but it just showed the standard of football is rising, it's growing. There's players there. There's, maybe that's due to the county players all being involved and being as a collective with their club, with the hard training. Maybe teams and selectors get a chance to really periodisation. They're training, really work towards it, really work off a script and get the plan and go. And maybe it's just a bit more games in a close bulk of time. People are worried about injuries and the whole lot at the start. Maybe a few injuries, but no real massive injury upsets that uh, knock the team off their, uh, circ- or I suppose their rhythm. Um, and that, that, I suppose, just in, in using that word rhythm, the rhythm of the championship just kept it going and across the board it was just it was just really really good and I know Darvo was kind of come in, came in for slack it was uh, Disneyland Darvo one stage there all the players were going into it like a billets but it was a sort of a bubble and it worked out really well we even got good weather there wasn't a re- like I know that obviously you, you get that wind but there was no piss and rain there was no sleet or snow or anything like that it was good it was dry it was open and a big expansive pitch and even the back pitch held up as well but it made for good football as well like it made for the likes of Ardy, it made for the Blues big fans, made for the Joes it made for the Brides to kick high scores made for the Feckins to come at teams it made for uh, even the Irelanders and um, the Brides was a, 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 a game that was decided with attacking next as well and other, other teams as well, even the junior teams like the Tones used that attacking platform Lanier great results, Glide as well so it just kind of it just kind of added to it, and I suppose you you, you could feel that um, what could be taken away with it from this COVID, the likes of no parades, um, no fanfare, and that hype was kind of chopped down, and it, it helped teams just concentrate purely on the football, because without all those parades, it still mattered to the players, it still mattered to the people. There's more people probably watching the game, arguably, more people would watch the game from that. 
um, than the people who were there, the select few that got there. And it just showed the people who were there were really passionate and they really, really, really put themselves and their lives at risk to be there and witness moments that of their own club. And uh, I suppose, like, without that fanfare, is, is it needed, that fanfare? Do, do, is, is, should it be relied upon? Um, should it be... Uh, should it be toned down maybe in the future? Uh, is a two-week break needed? Could you just narrow it down and get the thing played off? Not to ram the thing off, but just to hype, to hype it up and bring that intensity to it as well. Uh, would you do it again? I think you would. I think it's free, it frees up the whole year. You play a six-week championship. Uh, I play a championship off in six weeks across four grades successfully like that in a centralised pitch um, especially like you see it in uh, other counties that they play all their games in the stadiums anyway so come quarter final stages when the new stadium is built they'll all be in there anyway regardless if you're coming from Terrafecken or Clotterhead uh, or to the north of the county in Cahull and Gales or in Omita or the Malachies you'll come back into that stadium regardless about crowd or getting people there because you'll all travel to that stadium and all the games you played there it'll have that centralised effect and it'll provide the template in the background for players just to go out and perform much like Darver did and tons of uh, just yeah, yeah tons of like individual moments of flair and all that but um, I think you would do it again. I think it mattered to the players. I think the players got on with it. Like they didn't even have dressing rooms, you know. And I, I don't know whether it's compensated by players thinking, oh, we're just grateful to have a championship. Um, but I think players are very adaptable. We got on with it. People have adjusted. I know we shouldn't have to adjust to it. But we did and we have. And uh, you even see the Lou TV was an adjustment there. That The, the Loud and Proud Champions uh, was an adjustment of that. It was there, it was hyped up, and I suppose I'll finish with this before I get into the finals with, isn't it wonderful, like, there's such good stories out there, you have JP Rooney finally picking up his Joe Ward medal, Aaron High winning something for his club, having sold it for so many years, I think 24 years, he's 24 years he's playing senior football, 27 years, something like that, I must check the notes, we'll hear from Aaron in the, the Loud and Proud Patreon podcast, and uh, Liam Shevlin goes back to his home club, picks up a championship win after years of heartbreak with with the uh, Dreadnoughts. So that's just that's just some nice stories. Nice, even Craig Lynch coming back from uh, um, the first final where he's black carded and it swung the game in the Blues' favour. He picks up man of the match and finally gets his hands on Joe Ward. So uh, yeah, that that's my opening thoughts on it. We get into the breakdown in each and every final now. And coverage brought to you by RD Credit Union and Defy Sports Apparel. Right, so I'm going to break down the three finals. And why not? Where else would you start but the senior final? Nave Martin are the first time ever champions of the Joe Ward Trophy. Their name will be inscribed on the famous trophy for years and forever to come because it was a long time coming. The two really heartbreaking years this, this past two seasons against the Blues, but I already did all the dirty work, took the Blues out, and it was it was a it was a it was a great game. It was really really two top teams going at it, hammer and tongue. Every decision was vital. Like I said last week against that RD um, Blues game, it was very similar. But um, I suppose the 
the Jocks lived dangerously. They they got level three points. Valetti boomed over a score, but they they were down to black card. Stephen Campbell got a black card, and in those in those um, in that period, they get um, they get saved from the this get saved from the, the one and only Craig Lynch who came, came in and was captain or was a man of the match at the end. Two one on one saves and then the penalty in between from Keen Moore. And uh, yeah, it, it just set them up, and Sam hit three points to, to finish the half to put them six three ahead, and then the psychological hammer blow. Actually, do you know what? We'll hear from Sam now. We'll go and hear from Sam straight away now. Well done. Nine points. Who's it, Sam? I couldn't tell you. I hope you're counting. I hope you're counting. Seven out of seven. Richie will tell you. Yeah, Richie will give out to me one. Now that I missed, I know he will. All right, okay. That's coming in three, two, one. Sam, I suppose this makes up for a lot of the disappointment of the last two years. Great to finally get over the line. Yeah, absolutely. It's a long time coming, as we said. Three finals in a row, and you start thinking, will it ever happen? So to finally get over the line here today is an absolute credit to the team and as Mick said to the management team over the last few years and everyone who's pushed this club along um, so it's, it's really it's really enjoyable to be to be in this position You left every ounce of it out there today and you needed to because there was a very strong Mary's challenge even when they were looking maybe dead and buried at various stages in that second half they came back and back and uh, it was a little bit of an, a tense finish in the end Yeah absolutely uh, won't be like us to, to do it the hard way so uh, even first half I thought they were probably the better team but um, I suppose the scoreboard is the only thing that matters at the end of the day and we kept tagging them along so to dig in like that in the second half, thought was uh, it was credit to the lads. So uh, big performance put in. Yeah, you mentioned you know the few misses that they had. Perhaps they could have been closer even ahead at half time. You were much more economical in front of the post, and obviously your scores helped in, in that regard. Yeah, I thought like. Um, maybe they were getting a lot more possession a lot more attacks um, we were probably weren't clinical enough um, with our attacks but every time we did get in front of the post I thought we thought we were efficient so um, look that's something we probably haven't worked on or haven't done in the past so to do it today and on the biggest stage is, is important It says a lot about this group of players to come back you know after the previous uh, disappointments and to come back and finally get the job done today and I know uh, Mick Fanning mentioned the speeches there were a few probably people looking down on you today Yeah absolutely um, losing Benny and Shane a few years ago it's, it's it's an absolute devastation to the club and to the people so to do that for them and to do that for everyone in the parish is absolutely special um, people who have worked hard for this club that have aren't here today um, it's just for them and thank God they were, they were uh, uh, all looking down on us today An inspirational speech there was Mick Fanning as he lifted the, the Joe Ward uh, and he was you know talking about uh, you know all the people that have helped along the way here and uh, Aidan Beryl obviously the treasurer with, a, with a, a fairly lengthy speech as well before and so it'll give you an, an idea I suppose of what it means to so many people just saying I wonder if they didn't know we were going to win or something he had a well planned so uh, yeah, Mick was, uh, spoke about uh, how, how important people were over the last few years and to be, to be uh, senior for uh, the last 20 odd years and never get anything in, in the last 3 or 4 years to come out and play the football we have and to, to be on top the last few years is, uh, and finally as Mick said dying at the top table is really special and, and your fellow forward JP I think his debut was at 1996 he's been a long long time trying to get his hands in a championship medal it's finally come off from him absolutely uh, I think he texted me a few weeks ago going do whatever, do whatever you can and and by God, I think we did today, and I'm really pr- proud of him, and I'm so happy for him. Um, we said that we spoke in the room, no matter what age you are, this is uh, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Um, you have to go and you have to go and do it for people like JP that are, that went through the shit. Uh, to be honest with you, that we that we dealt with for a lot of years, and um, to for people they always put us down and always say we weren't good enough, and never we were never going to do it for for JP. Uh, we've done it today. Well, go and enjoy the celebration, Sam. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Come on, Sam. Yeah, right. Thanks very much, Sam. So there, yeah, Sam talks about. Um, JP Rooney, how special he is, and uh, everyone was just uh, delighted for JP. And uh, after half time, another corner man 
Conor Whelan puts the game to bed really gets that goal and just crushes RD 1-8 to 4 points and RD just come back into it but it just wasn't happening they were forced they were, they were just finding the gap they weren't finding the gaps and uh, Sam Murray was just picking them off a freeze the, Paulie Clark comes in with Mark Fay and they combined for 3 points they got very close when Liam Jackson got a penalty won by uh, Kieran Keenan and then Ronan Carroll followed up to make it 1-11 to 1-9 2 points in it but Sam Murray relieved the pressure with 2 frees at the death to give them a famous victory and a long speech by Hayden Barrel. He was holding on to the microphone and then Mick Fanning as well raised the Joe Ward Cup for the first time. And I'd say they're still celebrating as we speak and will do for the next number of days in Monasterbice. And credit to them. Another team waiting a long time to win a championship. That's the Brides. I caught up with midfielder Liam Malai and former, and not former, but a recent Red Star, Ronan Bailey. And uh, they surmised the, the victory for their side. Joined by Ronan Bailey and Liam Malloy. Lads, that was like you said it to me coming off the field there, he's left the best to last. Yeah, we kind of just put the head down this week. Um, I know everyone else is sort of writing us off, but we were kind of building throughout, throughout the sort of championship. We had, um, we got over teams, you know, uh, Young Irons were a defence team, but we were happy enough, uh, bookies or whatever anyone said, said was said, but we were happy enough coming into the game with good preparation and just buzzing with that. Yeah, and Ronan, you're part of that defence. You had a great platform today, like, and just let your forwards do the business. But you had a great battle in there yourself with Dan McKeown. Yeah, I look at Dan. Dan's a super player. Um, I came up against him last year, um, and I had a good idea I'd be coming up against him here today. But look, we, we battled all over the pitch. It, it wasn't even just the forward tackling, sorry, the backs tackling, the forwards yeah, were just, they were like demons tackling. Um, but I, I think this year, like, for what's in it, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, tough, it's a tough year to get going. But we, we kept working throughout the lockdown. We were doing Zoom sessions, keeping the fitness up. And like I feel like this year we peaked at the right time. And I think that's kind of... He's played an extra game as well. Did that count or did that help? Uh, it probably did. You know, other teams were training and we were playing games. It just kind of meant we nailed the system down. Boys got more game time and can't really beat championship game time. Uh, so kind of worked out for us. And Roland, he's got the perfect start, Paddy Riley's goal. Just, that just settles the nerve straight away. Yeah, look, it was great. I think it was no secret it was a plan to get the ball into Paddy in the in the first few minutes. Um, and look, I know there was there was a horn going up on the side of the hill, but he didn't let that bother him. He stuck it in the corner and fair play to him. Like it, it really did settle us down. But I know Kilcarry came ball. back into it, but we we kept we kept plugging away and it just kind of felt like it was our day today. Yeah, you could count all these and you picked them off the end. Wonderful scores. I think that was down to just our. You know, we had the fitness, but it doesn't matter unless you show it. Uh, we kind of targeted the third after half time. You know, we kind of the next water break. Clearly, our physical team, their experience. You know, during the final last year, and uh, we knew they were going to come out all guns blazing. Uh, we were the hurling final next week, so we hopefully did a double. But uh, yeah, that was we targeted third uh, third water break, and we just they got two two frees. But again, all year we never really show. We never really uh, we just kind of stayed calm, stayed. stayed trusted the system as uh, Dak was saying to us and it uh, worked out you know worked out very well Ronan Liam thanks very much and well done congratulations your coverage is great by the way thanks Ronan thanks another team I, 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 I tipped against and they were just they were, they were two great young lads two, uh, two lads have a big future in the game they'll, they'll certainly enjoy senior football next year so credit to them they just got the perfect start like I said with Paddy Riley getting that early penalty 
Emma Kirk was very good. He was a top scorer on the day. He was sparkling. Um, and then Sean Murray just orchestrated things and just pulled away, kept plugging away, kept plugging away. Connor Quigley did bury a goal in two points, but then it's still within a half time with a big, big, big advantage to um, to the brides, and they kind of they never look back really. Like Hertie Costello picked off points with Murray to give them that healthy. I think it was one eight to one four lead at half time. One eight to one, yeah, one eight to one four lead at half time. Now four point lead. It was set back into the gap, but. As soon as they got their grips into the game, they just really opened up in the second half. And then Aaron High comes on and kicks one of the points at the end. And credit to him, they just pulled away. Just uh, red card for Shane Lennon, black card for Finden Brady. They were down to 13 men in the finish. And just they found all that space. And Kieran Dean was loving it. Kevin Hertie was loving it. Um, and just a commanding display. Really, really awesome best to last finish I spoke to a lot of those players and we break it down really in depth so it's well worth listening to just like the jocks one as well we get into matchups and we get into the nitty gritty of it and how exactly they won the championship and then speaking of championship wins Tohor they've won the junior championship again they won in 2010 they won in 2015 so five year hiatuses in between Paulrick Butterley was involved in all of them I chat to him and uh, he's in great form after uh, Nathan Barra's success Padraig Butterley, friend of the podcast. That was that was a great win. Yeah, I don't know what to say. That. And just Jesus, kind of snatched at the end. Owen coming on, he read the kick out lovely. He the goal he was hitting that side every time, and he just he read it lovely. Great heading him. He knows how to play ball, and he just buried. It. I thought he was screaming, kick it over the bow. <laughs> no, no bother doing bottom corner. Just like the soccer days. Great talent and uh, great to have him come on and great great bunch of lads. Jesus, give it everything. We were written off him. By a lot of people started the year and uh, nobody really gave us a chance but we believed in ourselves and that's what it's all about isn't it we never like we were dead done here Jesus they came at us in droves in the second half but we just we, we never gave up even William missed a free not like him and we still kept going just shows the character on them boys there to just bitter end you never had, stop you had to settle in there you had to come out yourself and a few balls yeah it was just it was just just the way the way the game was going lads were tiring and that and I was inside I suppose early on we wouldn't be as tired inside I suppose and uh, just the change, change tactic get out around the middle and try and win some breaking ball we were struggling that in the first half but uh, Q, Q Osborne came on and got on ball and was looking for the gaps the whole time and uh, eventually it paid off we got we got we got freeze and then we got the goal at the end I suppose so yeah delighted did you ever feel it was gone when, when they were coming and you thought oh is, is, is Sunlair finally going to have the day hey uh, Jesus it was doubtful there for a while there after the water break like they got the goal yeah, yeah. Uh, even they got they were two points up I think they had a free and uh, they missed they missed that yeah. it was it was and if they had got that Jesus would it could have been a different story but look they didn't get it and we never gave up and we just kept battling every lad that came in like Colin McGrain he had a Colin McGrain yeah. yeah great break Colin yeah. Col- <laughs> man William Colin McGrain he came uh, he came. He had a great quarter final didn't see a minute at the semi-final and he came on today and fucking and yeah broke the ball won a strong in the tackle and strong on the ball and like great for them sort of lads he didn't put the head down and take the sulks when he didn't get on in the semi-final like but then he's had the class Liam Shevlin performed uh, very well in the first half William Woods kicked the freeze he's never really panicked 
No, no, it never panic. Panic was the part of the game plan. Like, we've seen the way they are playing. They'll bring everyone back, try and smother you. And, like, the thing in our heads today was discipline. We needed to be disciplined in the tackle, disciplined to the referee, but disciplined on the ball. We needed to get the ball, get the heads up. If it wasn't on into William or myself, work it, work it across. And that's what we did and played off in the end. So they'll be, they'll be celebrating done over the weekend? Well, yeah, uh, it's, well, it's within social distance uh, compliance, I'm sure, but uh, yeah, no, uh, not good. we'll celebrate, but it won't be the same. Uh, is, it, is, it, is, this more, is this more special than 2015? Um, well, I don't, I don't know. It's Jesus, they're all special. Like, uh, how, how do you separate them? It's 2015, no disrespect to Roach, but the game was over. Um, Five ten minutes in the second half, but today that's, all, that's the great. That's the best way to win a fight. Well, it definitely is. Thanks, Jesus Christ, it definitely is. You know, I was I was cramping up there for the last five minutes, but it just kept going. But uh, no, they're all special and like a huge rivalry and respect between ourselves and Dunleer and. Um, like that might add a little bit to it, but not really. They're all special. It's great to win. It was it was great to win when we were written off. I thought, like, uh, so I listened to the podcast and that. And oh, no, no, don't be. I was that's. Yeah. I was a motivating too. Uh, don't be saying that now. But uh, no, I don't know. I, like even this morning, there was a poll on Instagram, and that was sixty three percent of me. I was like, Jesus Christ. But uh, no. There you have a Patrick Butley winning, but still giving out. Uh, about those tipsters, I mentioned that at the to- on the top um, about are we swaying them or am I having an influence or is Lou L- TV previews having an influence on it, like the paper, like the media and all that. But uh, fair play to Podrick, he played very well himself. He got in a lot of ball. He's a perfect foil for William Woods inside. And uh, I suppose that's it. That's all I have. Um, you'll have the three special podcasts. You'll have Red Star podcast as well, hotly anticipated. Thanks everyone for signing up to the Laird and Proud Chambot. It's been really good, really uh, successful um, and really enjoyable as well. Great feedback and all that. Thanks to you for signing up and just giving me the opportunity to do it. Thanks to RD Credit Union and Defy Sports Pal for sponsoring me as well. And uh, that's it. What a magnificent season. What a magnificent year. The hurling is next week, but um, shout out even to the Cooley Miners some really classy footballers there. Keane, Connor, and O'Neill caught the tail end of their victory with Cahill uh, and Gales as well um, they had <coughs> they beat I think it was the O'Connells the Kevins and Stabannon combinations and Michaels and the Kevins combination so the p- future looks bright there in Phillipstown certainly um, but yeah it was a, a marvellous weekend and credit to all the winners the Christy Bailey Cup winners in the dramatic fashion in you know, Osborne's last gas winner for Nathan Barra. You have the intermediate final winners, Seamus Cup holders for 2020, the Brides, and last and by no means least, they finally did it. Jocks have Joe for 2020. Congratulations to all, and I'll chat to you again during the week or next Sunday night if you're not on the Patreon podcast. Good luck. Chick
much she'd got. Man, when I tell you she was cool, she was red hot. I mean, she was steaming. And that time over at Johnny's place, well, this. You know that chick that used to dance a lot? Every night she'd be on the floor shaking what she'd got. Man, when I tell you she was cool, she was red hot. I mean, she was steaming. 